Okay, what's up? And we are back. Ah, man, last episode, we kind of got in there, chopped it up, talked about uh, being silent, but not absent. As I welcome you back to the Beyond the Mundane Mission podcast again, I'm your host, your friend, your brother, uh, Reverend Corey Jackson, son of the most high God, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, blessed uh, to be able to share and put uh, shine some light in this pot of sphere. And share some words of life and put some words of life out into the potosphere. Um, again, my brother, Pastor Tim, uh, is not with us tonight, but we bless God that we have this opportunity to share, um, to, to, to just chop it up and again, go beyond the mundane. Our mission, uh, our vision is to engage, enlighten and enlist the culture. And, and, and tonight we're talking about the second part of that thing of being silent, but not absent. Uh, a Corey Jackson story. Uh, again, just blessing God for this opportunity and blessing God for all my brothers and sisters in Christ, the great men and women of God, people um, who are believers, who we've labored with, walked with loved and laughed and cried together um like i was sharing in the last episode in november 2022 um it was uh was the last the first sunday november 2022 was the last time i preached at the church that i was pastoring for 16 years the upper hope station missionary baptist church um my resignation wasn't really official I say wasn't really, it wasn't official until December 25th, 2022. Uh, but I wasn't there for those seven Sundays. Um, and there was a reason, but we're not talking about that tonight. And I won't talk about that unless God gives me release to talk about that. Um, because again, we never want to give God's enemies a reason to blaspheme against him. That was something I was sharing at the end of the last podcast about David. When he, when David, you know, what David, what David did, um, you know, if you go back and read the word and you see where David, um, the, the, the Bible says it was the time of year that the Kings were at war. They were at war. They were out on the battlefield with their soldiers uh, but David wasn't. David was back. He was back at the palace, chilling, kicking it. And he was on his rooftop and he saw Beersheba, uh, Uriah the Hittite's wife, on the next rooftop taking a bath. And David saw her and apparently she was like a dime, like she was fine. She was beautiful. Uh, David saw her. David wanted her. David went and got her. He was the king. He could have what he wanted, who he wanted. He sent for her. One thing led to another. Next thing you know, he finds out she's going to have a child. He sends for Uriah to come from the battlefield so that he could get Uriah to go in to be with his wife so that he could cover up all the things that he had done. And, and, and he was trying to cover it up. 
And so when he couldn't cover it up because Uriah, when he came home, because he was a man of integrity and his heart was with his brothers out on the battlefield, he came home at the behest of the king, the king, David, he, you know, wanted to know what was going on. David brought him in. The Bible even said that, you know, David tried to encourage him to go be with her, said that he even slept at the gate of the palace. He wouldn't even go see his wife. And David saw what was going on. So what he wound up doing was sending Uriah back to the front line with a, a letter to give to the commander, telling the commander that you put Uriah on the front line and you put him out there. And when he's involved in the heat of the battle, you pull back the troops from him and leave him out there, hang him out to dry. Right. And so he did. He sent the letter. The captain read it. The, the commander read it. Things unfolded just like David thought they would. Well, the thing about being a child of God is we're always accountable to God. Even when you're not a child of God, you're accountable for how you live. The word of God, Jesus says to us that uh, we're going to have to give an account for every every deed done in our body and every idle word that proceeds out of our mouths. And I was ending that last podcast talking about being silent, but not absent. Being here but just with my mouth closed, not on platforms, not, you know, out here because a great friend of mine, I bless God for the prophet. I bless God for the prophet. I bless God for the prophet. A great friend of mine, my co-host, Pastor Tim, uh, that's Pastor Timothy B. Kouser or Pastor Timothy B. Kuzar or Pastor Tim, if you're a close personal friend like myself, always again, shout out to my brother who's not here with us tonight. Um, again, all all my love, all my hugs and kisses to my chocolate sunshine, Bernadette Jackson, a.k.a. B.J. Cuddlesworth, um, to the Master Chief, Trevor Stevens. Uh, but all glory goes to the Most High. So. We were talking last episode and I was sharing about the word of God and, and and understanding and believing the word like that. Right. And for us as believers, we need to believe the word of God like that. We need to believe the word of God and know that God watches over his word to perform it. He says, I watch over my word to perform it, right? That it would accomplish what I send it out to, that it would not return to me void, right? Jesus says that we're going to have to give an account for the deeds done in our bodies and every idle word that proceeds out of our mouths, right? Um, we know that the word of God shares with us and teaches us and enlightens us and, and blesses us with spiritual wisdom so that we can have wisdom to live and navigate through this life. The word says that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Jesus says that my word is spirit and the spirit gives life. Right. So 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 we have this living word that's God breathed. Right. For everybody that I always talk about men. You know, well, men wrote the Bible X, Y and Z. Well, those men wrote the Bible under the divine influence of the Holy Spirit of God. All right. So it's not something that they created themselves because Elohim, the God who who, who created 
everything that we see as the author of Hebrews says in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, when it talks about faith, it says that it's by faith. We believe that God framed the worlds from things not he created the world, not from things or the worlds with an S, not from things that are visible. So 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 there weren't any atoms until God. And I'm not I'm talking about A-T-O-M-S. There weren't any atoms. There weren't any elements or molecules. There weren't any atoms and molecules. And, ele- you know, God spoke all of this into existence. Beloved, he spoke all of this into existence. He He spoke it. So everything that was created was created by God through Jesus Christ. And we have the word of God that's been given to us. And and because God has blessed us and and given us his word, he's given us his word so that we will be able to live and have life more abundantly. Right. The word of God became flesh and dwelt among us as John wrote. And we beheld his glory. Um, There's a passage in John. In John chapter one. Um, where the word speaks of um, the word is the light that gives life and the light that gives power to men. Let me find it. I want to read that just like the word says, you know, I want to read that just like God said it right. Um, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that had been made in him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended or apprehended it not. And there came a man sent from John sent from God, whose name was John. But I want to go back to verse five and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. Right. And so when we, when we begin to understand uh, the word of God and see the word, we are blessed that we understand that God blessed us and gave us his word. But those who, who, who didn't uh, comprehend the word, the word wasn't extinguished because of the darkness. The word wasn't overcome because of the darkness. But the word is the light that's shining in the darkness. Jesus is the true light. Right. And so. We are blessed that when we were walking in the world without that great light. Even though Jesus had already come and the light was shining, we didn't we weren't walking in the light until we accepted him as Lord and Savior and in accepting and receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, then that light uh, gave life to us so that we could become the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God. The same life giving word will order your steps. Psalms 119 verse 105. Uh, the word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. The word of God is given as divine instruction for us so that we can bring glory and honor to God, that we can live as sons and daughters of the most high and have the wisdom that comes from the word of God. And be blessed to to be to prosper. A lot of times we look at prosperity and we're looking at prosperity and we're looking at it from 
strictly a materialistic point of view as believers. Some of us give our tithes based on the principle that God will open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. Some folk give their tithes waiting on a material blessing, waiting on money to fall from heaven uh, and go out and find it under a cabbage leaf because you're operating in this covenant relationship. Well, the blessings that God pour out in our lives don't always manifest that way, right? They don't always manifest that way. And, and some of the most, some of the greatest blessings we'll receive in our lives are not material blessings. Um, to ha- to know love, to have true love, the love of Jesus Christ, to know the love of Jesus Christ and to, and to have that love uh, shed abroad in your heart, to have that love in your life and to walk in that love, it's a great blessing. And there's nothing like that love. To have joy, to have joy, your joy and your peace is not contingent upon your circumstance, beloved. To really look at that thing and understand, Jesus says that my peace, I give you, I leave you my peace, not like the world gives peace, right? You know, the peace that Jesus gives us doesn't mean there's an absence of conflict or there's an absence uh, of adversity. The peace that Jesus gives us means that in the midst of all of that stuff swirling around us, he keeps us calm, just like being in the eye of a tornado. He gives us that peace that allows us to operate in a place that when everything else is going crazy around us, because we have hope in Jesus Christ and our hope, that hope we have in Christ anchors us in this world. We don't drift away from him. We don't lose our cool in the midst of things that are going on around us. We actually are able to rest and abide in his peace. Just being able, just thinking about joy, like having joy. Um, I can think about times in my life, um, especially recently, uh, where you would think that with the things that were going on, that I would be down or sad or 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 distraught. But I have peace. I have joy. Like I said, silent, but not absent. I bless God that he that that for for divine perspective, if you let if you allow God to grow you up in the word, God will grow you up in the word. He will grow you up in the word. You the foundation that is laid in your life, the foundation of Jesus Christ and his love uh, that he has for us and giving his life as a ransom for us. The love we have the the to to know that uh we are saved from eternal damnation because our faith is in Jesus Christ. If we submit to the word of God and actually study the word of God and and allow the Holy Ghost to grow us and pray for illumination when we study, God grows us up and matures us in his word and I'm not saying we're beyond the touch of emotion in our going through. What I am saying is, is that we are blessed to be able to go through in this life when we are dealing with those emotions to be able to 
have that divine perspective. Why? Because we've tasted and have the divine nature in us. What's the divine nature? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God and the illumination that comes when we study the word, the Holy Spirit blesses us. We say, when we quote Proverbs and Solomon, when we understand the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get an understanding. What is an understanding? An understanding is God teach me how to apply these biblical principles that I'm learning to my life. So that as I'm going through, I can walk. Trusting that you are a way maker, trusting that you know about what I'm going through and you're holding me even right now. You know, I bless God. I've been reading. I've been reading and I, I, I recently and right now I'm embroiled in, 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 in this in the study concerning waiting on God. Waiting on God, how ironic, <laughs> not really just something that helps us because there's no situation or circumstance that you can find yourself going through. Nothing that you're dealing with that you can't receive instruction, correction, direction, comfort and healing in the word of God. It's in there. So as we're going through and as we're waiting on God. You know, we're dealing with situations, circumstances, things you're praying for, things that you're believing God for. God doesn't uh, he doesn't move when we want him to move. We don't have God on, on a yo-yo string like that. We can't just manipulate God. We 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 have to know that when we come to him, we sincerely come to the Lord um, and, and, and cast our cares on him and bless God for all that he all that he has in store for us. Uh, we, we love God and give him glory because as we uh, live and breathe, we know that we have our being in him. Uh, he knows us. We were talking about Hebrews um, and sharing from Hebrews four and, and, and talking about how the word of God is alive and active and how it is sharp and discerns and penetrates um, and separates and divides and shows us who we are and, and brings light to our moral character and where we stand in light of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. So when we're studying the word of God and we're in the word and the word is and God is growing us in wisdom and we're submitting to what we're learning and we're actually praying for God's wisdom in the application of what he's teaching us. God, how do I apply this? Because what good does it do you to have a brand new car sitting in your yard and you don't know how to drive, right? Doesn't do you any good to have a brand new car, to have four cars in your yard and you do not know how to drive. You have what you need to get you where you need to go, but you don't know how to operate in it, right? That's that's similar. That may not be a, di a direct apples to apples analogy concerning wisdom and understanding. But it's close enough to let you know Granny Smith's and like cosmic crisp, right? Lay off the cosmic crisp apples because those are gen genetically engineered apples. I watched a study 
I'm going to kind of take a right turn for a minute. We're going to detour. We're going to get back. I was watching this thing, Bernadette, and I was watching this thing on the news probably about five, six years ago, maybe maybe five or six years ago. Um, and they were talking about the Cosmic Crisp, crisp Apples. Cosmic Crisp Apples that they were growing. And at the time, they were growing them and they were saying, well, they're still about four or five years away from market. We're growing them and, you know, I guess whatever tests they were running or whatever studies they were doing, they still had, or, you know, the FDA, you know, had, they have rules and guidelines. So they, they still had a few time, a few years before they could go to market. And I remember the first time I saw one of those apples in the store, I actually bought them. They were really expensive, but man, they were good, right? Cosmic crisp apples. They, they were sweet. They were firm. They were a little tart. Good, right? Stay away from those genetically engineered apples. That stuff can't be good for you. Like you're sitting around engineering stuff and ingesting it. It has to have some kind of impact on you. So just stay away from genetically engineered, engineered food, right? Okay, now I'm getting back to where we were going, right? So when we think about the word of God and we think about just being in this walk with God and being transformed by the power of the word of God, um, when we believe the word and receive the word, the instruction that God gives us, uh, that word transforms you. It changes you. It grows you. It blesses you. It gives you a different perspective on life. It helps you see things differently. It, it causes you to pray different. The word causes you to live different. Because you realize that. God created you and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're precious in the sight of God. God has ordained and established something specifically for you, a calling specifically for you. And he has gifts that he has crafted specifically for you to fulfill the, the calling that he has for you. And those gifts are there. So how do I operate in the word and how do I navigate life and how do I fulfill God's plan for my life? How do I do that? Well, I need to know that God will guide me and lead me, but I need the word and I need to pray that I'm not just reading and memorizing scripture, but I'm actually allowing the Holy Spirit to turn the light on, to give illumination and teach me how to apply this word to my life. I was listening to a Sunday school lesson Um listening to a Sunday school lesson at my home church. I I don't know, you know, I don't know if if any of them if any of them are you know follow the Beyond the Mundane Mission podcast. Shout out to Gethsemane Baptist Church in Blair, South Carolina. If you do, uh we bless God for you. If you don't, we pray that somebody will tell you, hey, one of the sons of the house called you out on his podcast. Y'all need to check him out. Reverend Corey Jackson, pastor. Uh, because once you call into this thing, we just in between assignments right now. But I was listening to this, to the, to the discourse, the teaching. Um, and it was coming from first Corinthians where God was 
talking about, I think the topic of the lesson was wisdom and foolishness. And God was speaking through Paul to the church concerning his wisdom and how his wisdom is foolishness to people in the world and, and, and how through his wisdom, he chose men to preach and through the preaching or through preaching that men might be saved. That's that's foolish. He said the the Greeks, uh, you know, uh, the Jews are looking for a sign and the Greeks, you know, they deal with with, you know, with what does, with this wisdom, this thing that they think, you know. So he says that, you know, God was talking about wisdom. And, and I listened to I listened to the, the teaching and the teaching was 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 adequate. It it was the comments. Like it was the comments that kind of got me because you have people that sit and listen to the word of God and they're very accusatory towards a lot of other people. Their statements, their rebuttals, their comments is always accusatory about what somebody's done to them or what somebody's done that they ain't right and you ain't. But if if we're going to be real about this thing, the word of God says, let a man examine himself. Like, like let when you look into this perfect law of liberty and you look into the perfect law of liberty, when you look into the word of God and this word is staring you back at the face in the face, God is allowing you to look into this word for you to look at yourself. And when you look at you, there's enough work that you need to do on you, that you need to allow the Holy Spirit to do within you that 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 God wants us to see so that we can be better sons and daughters so that we can grow and be drawn closer to him so we can we can know that okay before I start dealing with with the with the moat in your eye I got to get the beam out of my eye kind of my grammar kind of just went out the window my enunciation just went left on me before I can deal with the the speck in your eye I got to get the beam out of my eye that's how Jesus taught that thing because a lot of times we're looking at other people and we're seeing what they do and we look at their faults and we amplify them because what they've done is something that we may perceive as a slight, an insult, disrespect, crossing boundaries, X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. We're being attacked. Um, um, I've been hurt. I've been wounded. And I'm not saying that those things don't happen. What I'm saying is, is it, it is amplified when we're, when we're in the flesh. And we don't look at it that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against people who may not be led by the spirit of God like you are. So if you're led by the spirit of God and you're dealing with someone who's not led by the spirit of God and what they're saying, it begins to agitate you before you speak, pray. Before you speak, take a moment, take a beat, maybe two. Because the Bible says the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. So here it is. I've been offended. I, I, I'm in my feelings. I'm not praying. I'm just reacting. I'm just responding. I'm just in the heat of the moment. And before I know it, I'm just all knee deep in my flesh 
10 toes down, boots on the ground, kicking up mud and raising sand in my flesh. All of the good that I've done, all of the blessings that I've allowed God to use me to be a part of, to try to help somebody, is people look at that differently. Because the thing that gets me, I'm going to tell y'all, can I tell y'all one of the things that really, really works my nerves when I talk to people who are in the church? One of the things that really gets me when I talk to people that are in the church that really irks my nerves is when they make this statement right here and they supposed to be a believer. They supposed to be a preacher. They supposed to be a deacon. Well, you're a believer and you sitting here throwing stones at your brothers and your sisters. You're sitting here castigating folks, condemning folks, tearing folks down. You're in here operating in your flesh and yet you're trying to point fingers at somebody. So, so it's good to take a beat, maybe to pray, breathe, pray some more, still keep your mouth closed until you hear from heaven. And, and when you hear from heaven and God says, okay, now you can go ahead and you can speak to this thing. Still let your words be seasoned with grace. That's what the word of God says. Still let your words be seasoned with grace. Love is not just what it says, but love is also what it does. Coming from and dealing with uh, my, 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 a good friend of mine, Pastor Charles Wesley, not that Charles Wesley, this Charles Wesley is probably about six, five dark skinned brother, uh, waves like the ocean, uh, cool dude. That, that's my guy. Um, been knowing him for, for a minute now. Um, but he and I talked about church hurt and we still have to do that podcast. We still got to bring that to you. Um, and actually what we going to do, I'm going to tell you now, let me write this down. I got my handy dandy, uh, pen and I'm writing this down right now. The, the title of that podcast is going to be surviving, surviving the church. See, you hear me writing? Surviving the church. That's what the topic of that podcast is going to be. And we're going to talk about church hurt in that podcast. And one of the things now, I'm not a therapist. Um, my a, 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 a person that I am acquainted with, um, I don't know her personally. I've heard great things. I know that she's always, uh, always dropping dimes. Um, giving nuggets, um, just 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 dropping that wisdom out here uh, on these social media platforms. Um, our sister Narkia, um, Therapy for Church, uh, it's her podcast, Therapy for Church, um, and she is a mighty woman of God. She's a believer. Uh, she's a licensed clinical therapist. And she's always out here dropping these gems, right? And so um, I bless God for her. And uh, if you need therapy, if you need somebody, I, you know, of course, we all I always have a word. The Lord, not not saying that in and of me, uh, but the Lord, you know, the Lord blesses me to be able to share some things to help folk. I, I, I bless God for 
uh, and trusting his word and, and sharing and, and growing me in his wisdom so that I can be in that place to help people that uh, he sends my way. But I also know that there are times when, you know, if I'm I'm not going to operate above my pay grade, I'm not going to operate outside of uh, when I know someone needs a little more. I bless God for, for, for connecting me to people that are able to bless folk uh, with some more. So um, it's amazing that God has 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 equipped how God has equipped the body like the body of Christ and, and how what he's placed um, within us um, is a great, great thing. And so we're grateful for Sister Narkia Bird. Uh, who is a clinical licensed clinical therapist, therapy for church. Shout out Sister Narkia. Um, check her out again if you need her. Um, she is great and she can help you through some things that you need help through, through some good sound counsel. Um, but, but I say all of that to say like, um, really when we're dealing with things and we're, we're going through some stuff, um, it's not good to always just speak immediately when you're dealing with things, when you're dealing with things and you're going through things and you've suffered trauma and you've been wounded. Um, we, we know that old saying hurt people, hurt people. Um, some people say that and they say that to be mean, uh, and they say it in conversation to folk or they say it about people. It's really not. It, it's it's a truth, but it's not something you need to be using to throw slams at folk. Uh, because if somebody said something to hurt you, what I'm saying to you right now is take a minute. Take a beat, pause, break, um, pray, breathe, pray again, uh, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Right. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. You have to you have to put folk, you have to lift folk. You have to put people in the Lord's hands. Pray for their deliverance. Pray for their healing. Pray that you can heal from what you've gone through at their hands. But always be mindful that your words like you can't take words back. Always be mindful that 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 you're going to have to give an account for every idle word that proceeds out of your mouth. That's what Jesus said. We're going to have to give an account for every idle word that proceeds out of our mouth and every deed that is done in our bodies. Right. The, the Bible says that by our words, we're justified and by our words, we are condemned. Right. The word of God says and teaches us that it's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So I say all of that to say that I'm back. I've been I've been silent. I've been quiet, but I wasn't absent. I was here. I just wanted to be in a place before I started pouring back out that. I was whole. I'm in a place where. The joy and the peace of the Lord. The, the instruction, the sound instruction, the wisdom God gives me to pour out that I can share that without it being tainted by anything that's in my heart. Right. I, I, I don't want to be out here sharing from a place because too many people are too many people 
are out here on these podcasts and out here doing lives and and, and out here even standing in pulpits because, you know, I've been God bless me to allow me to pastor a church for 16 years. We believe that uh, we will uh, stand in that office actively again. Uh, real soon. We speaking that into existence. We 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 standing on what God is showing us and we just speaking that uh, into existence. Uh, we know that God is is moving and working. Uh, but too many people from the pulpit. Are preaching from a place of hurt. And they're using the word of God. To really like just come at folk. And that's not where, where 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 God wants us to preach from. That's not where he wants us to minister from. My brother, my friend, Pastor Timothy B. Kowser, Pastor Timothy B. Kuzar, Pastor Tim, if you're a close personal friend like myself, my brother, right? Um, he called me. He and I were talking and he asked me how I was doing. And me being me, it's like, man, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good, bro. How you doing? He hesitated. <laughs> I, 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 it's a, it's funny and it's a blessing dealing with folk that are saved and led by the Holy Spirit of God that have things that they, they're, they're going to tell you. Uh, but they're asking and talking to you and, and letting the spirit letting the spirit lead them in the conversation. And, and really um, one of my favorite passages in the book of Job, it's not, it's not, I won't say that something that, 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 that Job and then his friends will say in between listening and talking to one another is that um, my ears perceive words as the palate tastes food. I'm paraphrasing. But just as the palate tastes food, my ears are hearing what you're saying. The the spirit of God is allowing me to discern what you're saying right now. So what you're saying, I hear the sound, I hear the word, but the Holy Ghost allows me to discern um, the tone and the tenor in your voice and the hesitation and the breathing. And, and, and so we're able to kind of see, well, you're saying you are right, brother, but you know, you, you've been through some stuff. You're dealing with some stuff. What's really going on with you? I wish he was on here tonight. We would talk about it, but he's he's a humble brother. So he wouldn't he wouldn't tell it like I'm about to tell it. And I'm not stretching it. I'm just telling it like it happened. And he's talked to me and he said, he said, bro. And this is him. This is his words, not mine. He said, bro, I know that you know, he said, I know you're a soldier, man. He said, I know you're a soldier. He said, I know that. You know, you're a prayer warrior. I know I know that you're seasoned. I know that you're a man of God, he said, but you're also human. And what you're dealing with and what you went through, you wounded. He said, you've been wounded, brother. He said, there's no way you can tell me that you haven't been. He said, because I know you and I know your heart. First, I'll say this. When someone loves you and speaks to you in that manner from a place like that. It causes you to be honest 
and, and, and really just if you're a type person like I am, it's not that you're being dishonest, but you're so you're used to like being there for people and you're used to you're used to carrying, helping people. You don't carry burdens because you we can't carry only the Lord can truly carry somebody else's burdens. But you walk with people and you lean into and you help them through situations and and some of the weight that they're sharing, you try to help them shoulder that thing. Right. So I've been the type person from a, from from a, a Oh, my birthday. I'm about to turn 53. So for for a little bit now, I've been that type of person that I feel like what I deal with and what I go through on my own, that I can put that to the side because somebody else needs me. Somebody else is going through something worse than I'm going through or because. Because I pray and I trust God and I talk to God. I can I can take what I need to take to the Lord in prayer, but I need to be open and available for somebody else that's going through. So when he says when he when he when he talked to me and he said what he said, the first thing was. I was like, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. And as much as it felt good to say that, that to to make that confession openly to somebody else. It also hurt because in that moment, I let myself feel some things, right? Not negatively as far as getting emotional in my feelings like, yeah, I'm, yeah, but just feel it, right? Just, just feel it. And in him saying, man, I know you're, I know you're strong, brother. I know you're strong. I know that. You're you're you pray, you're a warrior, you're a prayer warrior, you you I know you're a soldier. He said, but I know your heart. Literally, I almost dropped tears. Because that's something that's real big to me. People that are close to me, that I confide in, that I talk to. Uh, that walk with me on some things. Like I said, I keep my circle tight, right? I don't want to say loyalty. I will say that like Bernadette, she knows my character. She knows my spirit. We're connected. We're one. We're, we're, we're one. We're married, right? So, but there are other people on this journey that, that the Lord has allowed me to connect with and, and, and really be close to that I feel like should know, should, should know my heart because I've shared some things with some people out here that I, I normally share with a lot of folk. So when he said, I know your heart, that blessed me. That made me feel better. That made me feel that made me feel, that made me feel all right. It made me feel, it made me feel better. It made me feel better. It made me come to a point that I needed to confess that I was really wounded. But again, the word of God being alive and active. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. 
that brother sp spoke something that blessed me on a level because it's biblical principle in life. There are a lot of people that that say they got you, that say they'll hold you down. There are a lot of people that say they know you and that 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 you family and and that X, Y, and Z. In crucial moments, do they really does does your character really come back up in their mind when different things occur? So for me, it put me in that space like he says, he goes on to say, brother, take this time to allow the spirit to minister to you, to draw closer to the Lord and let the Lord heal you because he's going to send you back out on the battlefield, brother. But he does. He, he's not going to send you back out there wounded. He's going to send you back out healed so you can fight the good fight of faith from a perspective and a place where you're ministering to people from a from a place of wholeness. When you allow yourself time to pray. And to and to wait on God and trust him as you're waiting on him. Psalms 25, one through three. God is not going to let you be ashamed. When you lift your soul up to the Lord. Because you trust him. Because he alone is your salvation. But you trust him and you're praying, God, don't I don't don't let me don't let me down. God, don't I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want I know I know you're not going to let me be ashamed because that's what David said. Anyone who trusts in the Lord will not be ashamed. But let those who don't trust you, let those who uh, attack you uh, careless. I mean, needlessly, let them be put to shame. Let them be put to shame. See, the beautiful thing about the word of God and, and, and allowing the word to grow you and, and strengthen you, encourage you, correct you. It blesses you to bring you to a place. David says in verse two in Psalms 25, oh, my God, in thee I have trusted. Let not let me not be put to shame. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Verse three, yet. Yea, none that wait for thee shall be put to shame. They shall be put to shame that deal treacherously without cause. In learning to trust God and wait on God, you have to you have to sometimes be silent. A lot of times you have to be silent. Doesn't mean you have you be absent. Doesn't mean that you sulk. Doesn't mean that you pout. You know, uh you're, you're waiting on God and you've put your trust in him. And in waiting on God and putting your trust in God, you be silent and you wait and you trust God. Knowing that the word of God is going to uh, going to carry you through. That he's not a man that he should lie. I'm telling you the word, man, the word encourages you. The spirit brings the word to your mind in times when you sit and meditate on the word that's the oh my goodness i love 
God for blessing us in that way that the Holy Spirit brings back to us the word and the promise of God that as we're we're in life walking, even when we're ministering and 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 especially when we're ministering and we're out here wanting to help people, wanting to teach people, wanting to wanting to sow to needs and 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 build folk up in the in the word and important to them. It's the spirit that brings the word back to your mind and, and help you in every situation, not just in adversity, because I don't I don't want you guys to think that this is about just being in a place of going through something. This is about the word of God and the and the life giving power of the word, the word manifesting itself, the biblical principles of God and how God will carry you, how God will instruct you how the word transforms, how you think, the way you carry yourself and respond in situations. The most important thing I will share with you guys as we get ready to bring this to a close. Jesus asked his disciples, he says, who do men say that I am? After, you know, they had been walking with him some time and and, and they were, you know, he asked them this and, and because he knew his disciples were out amongst the people and they were out there and they were. And, and, and even though the Lord knows our thoughts, even when they are far off, even when he was in the flesh, when he was in the flesh, fully God, fully man. There are times when scripture says that he knew their thoughts talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees when he cast a demon out of brother and they, they were sitting there thinking like, who does dude think he is? And Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew what they were thinking. Right. So, so the Lord knew, but he asked his disciples and there was a point in why Jesus asked them. And I share this with you. One to grow on. I know I'm getting ready to get out of here, but one to grow on. I tell people all the time, men, if your wife or if your wives are talking to you and they're asking you certain questions, they already have the answers. They're waiting to see what you're going to say. It's just like you do with your kids, like your kids, you know, your children have gotten into something or, or you know, they they're they, they something's going on and you're asking them questions. You already have the answers to the test, right? You're waiting to see what their response is going to be. So so I share that with you to say this. Jesus was asking his disciples this because he knew what the people thought, but he was asking his disciples. He said, who do men say I am? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Elisha or one of the other prophets. You know, Isaiah, one of the other prophets. Then Jesus asked him another question. Well, who do you say I am? Right. That's what the people outside of the circle, outside of my my closest, or, you know, those closest to me. That's what the folk on the periphery are saying. Right. That's what the Pope. That's what the folk who loosely are affiliated are saying. That's what the people that just came to get some fish, some more fish after we fed them with the with the with the two fish and the five loaves or the five fish and two loaves or the two fish and five loaves. That's what they're saying when they got all that good fish and had all that fish and bread left over. I know. I know what they. But now what are you? Who do you say I am? Y'all brothers been with me, been walking with me, heard me teach, heard me share the things that the Lord, that, that, that the father has in store for me that I, that awaits me. Who do you say I am? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, you've spoken correctly. He said, but flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. My father who was in heaven did. 
He said, and I'm going to change your name. He said, I'm going to call you Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In the gospel of Matthew, in the same chapter, a little further down, Jesus, the Bible says, and Jesus continued to tell them and share with them things that must come to pass, how he was going to have to give his life and his life was going to be taken. He was going to die on the cross. The Bible talks about him revealing that to them. And Peter tried to rebuke Jesus and said, Lord, let it be far from thee. Let God have mercy on you that this is not going to come to pass in your life. Jesus rebuked Peter and said, get thee behind me, Simon Peter. You remind you. He, no, he didn't call him. He didn't call him by his name when he blessed him. Listen now, listen, when Jesus blessed him for the revelation that God gave him concerning who Jesus was, Jesus blessed him and called him by his name. When Peter tried to rebuke Jesus from, you know, going to the, saying he wasn't going to go to the cross, may God have mercy or pity you. No, this is not going to be for you. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, for you mind the things of men and not the things of God. Now, why did Jesus equate Peter with Satan? because of what his heart was fixed on because of his lack of understanding. Jesus said, you mind the things of men and not the things of God. Brothers and sisters, I want to share this with you as we prepare to shut this thing down. Always strive to be in the word of God and pray for the illumination of the Holy Spirit that you can understand and discern spiritual things. That your mind is not so set on what you want, what you think and how it ought to be that you can perceive and understand and receive spiritual things that God is sharing through men and women of God. Just that quick, Peter has said something that was spiritually revealed to him. Then he turned around and was in his flesh. Paul said there's no good thing in the flesh. The good that I would do, I do not. And that that I would not, is that what I do? It's good to be silent and wait on the Lord and be encouraged. You can still work and be silent. You, you can still pray and you can still encourage and you can still, you can still do the work of, of the ministry or the work that God has laid to your hand and be silent. Trust God. Word of God says, you know, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Right. So, brothers and sisters, I love you. I bless God for you. I'm back. We're going to be back dropping podcasts uh, every other Wednesday. Uh, shout out to uh, my beautiful chocolate sunshine. Bernadette B. Jackson, a.k.a. B.J. Cuddlesworth, to the Master Chief, Trevor Stevens, my man, my guy, and to my brother from another mother, Pastor Timothy B. Kuzar, Pastor Tim. Grace and peace, beloved. This has been the Beyond the Mundane Mission podcast, where we engage, enlighten, and enlist the culture, grace and peace, God bless.